in terms of just understanding the the menorah, the the menorah is unbelievable, and there there's so many teachings, and I I can't give them all to you because they're they're very detailed, and and I just I want to learn them more is is the truth before I I, I say them over, but um, every part of the menorah is it correlates with different things, and and there's something actually. I, I wish I could give it to you in detail, but I can't. But let me just give you the, the, the general idea. Um, uh, the Medrash points out, and I've counted the words, and I've seen this, and it's, it's real. It's, it's amazing. that there, there are all these different parts to the menorah, like um, how tall it is, and how many knobs there are, and how many flowers, and how many, cand- you know, how many candles. All these things, all these different parts. And it correlates exactly, each of the sections of the making of the menorah correlates exactly with the number of words in the opening verse of each of the five verses of the Torah. It's incredible, actually. It's actually incredible. Um, so, so and, and one of the things is there's 22 um, of these knobs which correlate with the 22 letters of the olive base, right? That which are the sort of like the energies that God used to create the world with. Now we know that when we when we talk about the creation of the world, um, we we say that that like tzimtzum basically that God that God compacted an aspect like the outer garment of His light, right? He compacted it and compacted it until it became the physical universe. Okay, so. Um, and that's that's one of the definitions of Simpson. And that's very Einsteinian, right? Because we say e equals mc squared. That the idea is that there's this correlation between energy and mass. That energy becomes mass. Okay? So there's divine energy, and it gets translated through this process called Simpson into mass. So this is, we've known this forever. But, but Einstein just recently put numbers to something very esoteric that we've known on a divine level. Okay? So, so if you look at the opening of the description of the menorah, there's seven branches to the menorah. And just as an aside, you know, in sort of day-to-day conversation today, when we talk about the menorah, we're usually talking about Hanukkah. And that's a little bit different. That's not the menorah we're discussing that was in the Holy Temple, okay? That's called a Chanukiah, right? Which is eight branches for the eight days of the miracle, okay? But that's a separate idea, even though we also call it a menorah. But this is the menorah. This is the menorah, which was in the Holy Temple, okay? And the seven branches stand for a lot of things. But on one level, they also stand for, on the most simple level, they stand for the seven days of the week. And it says that all of the branches pointed to the middle branch, right? Like the lights shone in the direction of the middle branch and that the middle branch is Shabbos, okay? Now, there are two ways to understand Shabbos, by the way, just so you, you know this. Shabbos is, is, is on one level the last day of the week, right? And the, the whole week is climbing towards Shabbos. That's, that's, that's when Shabbos goes by the name Yom Hashvi, the seventh day, which is one of the Torah names for Shabbos, right? Um, but, but where is the seventh day situated? Okay? In the week. Where is it situated? 
So like the middle candle of the menorah, which stands for Shabbos, which all the days are facing, there's a way to understand Yom HaShvi as being the middle day of the week. How does that work? Well, you're the last day, according to Jewish law, that you're allowed to make um, uh, Havdalah is Tuesday night. Okay? So that means that Shabbos, you can keep Shabbos all the way till Tuesday night. And you have to prepare, according to Halacha, three days for Shabbos. Okay? So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are the days preparing for Shabbos, right? And Sunday, Monday, Tuesday... (laughs) Are the days that, or were rather Shabbos, Sunday, Monday? Um, wait, does that get to Tuesday? Whatever it is, um, 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 it, it 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 leaves the middle the middle day being the day of Shabbos, and that's how you understand Shabbos as being in the middle of the week. Okay, and of course it says that the tree of life was in the middle of the Garden of Eden. And Shabbos is your entrance into the Garden of Eden. Okay, so, so the idea of Shabbos being in the middle is, is a very real thing. There are people who ask me, why do you talk about last week's Parsha? Right, I, I want to learn this week's Parsha, meaning the one, like it's Sunday right now. I want to learn the thing that we're going to be learning on, on Shabbos. But I always think, I, I go, well, you know, that's kind of what it is, you know. But if they... <laughs> If I'm in a more talkative mood, I'll explain to them that it's still Shabbos. We're still in the we're still in the within the heavenly parameters of what we read on Shabbos is still going on right now. Hasn't stopped. So so it is the parsha of the week. Um, okay. Let's go further. I just want you to understand the idea of the menorah, the middle candle being Shabbos. Okay, and that everything is directed toward Shabbos. And Shabbos, of course, represents the year of perfection, the messianic year, that all the days of the week also represent units of 1,000 years. And that the Shabbos, the messianic period, the period where the world reaches, reaches its full evolution and completion, is, is called Yom Shakulo Shabbos, the day that will be all Shabbos, meaning all of history is leading toward it. So that's why it's not just the days of the week pointing to Shabbos, but it's all of history pointing to the, the, the end of the destination, which will be the day that is all Shabbos. Okay? So, so, but let's go further in terms of understanding the number seven. Okay? When we talk about the spherot, there are two ways of discussing the spherot. There's the, the, the idea of ten spherot, and, and these are just sort of like... Um, amalgams of divine energy. I mean, it's hard to explain. It's a little esoteric, but let's just talk about it in those terms. So there's the ten spherot. These are the divine energies that God made out of the the world, um, the the world out of. But the upper three of the ten spherot are so exalted that they're beyond, 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 beyond. So you can discuss them, and there's, you know, oceans of Torah on those top three spherot, right? But a lot of times people more practically talk about the bottom seven sphera. Okay? Because it's just, even though, again, it's still heavenly, nonetheless, it's more relevant to our day-to-day existence and our, our relationship with God. 
right? So when you're talking about, so again, if we want to divide up the 10 spherot, you have seven and three. That's one way of discussing it. But if you want to discuss what's called the Zion Tachtonim, the seven lower ones, okay, then that's divided up into six and one. All right, so now you go, oh, wait a second, we just had six and one, right, with the menorah. And we're talking about divine light with the sphere out, and now we're doing it with the menorah, and there's six and one over there, and with the sphere out, there's also six and one. And what about the days of the week? Oh, six days of the week in Shabbos. Oh, all of a sudden you realize there's a whole paradigm within Torah which divides seven up into six and one. Okay? And there's a lot of, this is one of the many entranceways, one of the many portals into understanding the universe. And I'll give you something very deep, which blows my mind, right? Look at your head. Look at your head. The, the openings of the head are called the seven branches of the menorah. Okay? Now, let's count them. You have two eyes, two ears, two nostrils, and one mouth, six and seven, right? In other words, even our anatomy is shaped to be in harmony with the spiritual blueprint of the universe. It's, 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 it's amazing how far-reaching all these teachings are, you know? And then the top six lead into the bottom seventh, which is this dimension, which is called Malchus, okay? And so, and that's on the bottom. Isn't it interesting that the, that you have the six on top, but the one seventh is on the bottom, and it's also a vessel, right? To receive all the input, right? Okay, so, so that's, that's called Malchus. Now, Now what happens is the the light of the top six, which is also called Zer Anpin, right? The light of the top six, and that's that's correlates with the masculine, flows into the bottom, which is called Malchus, which is the feminine. So the top six is coming into the seven, and the top six is 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 also considered one unit. It can be analyzed individually or it can be considered a unit. And that sort of like flows into Malchus, okay? Now, Malchus stands for this world, right? Malchus means the kingdom, basically, right? This, this world is a kingdom of God. So, so Be'aloscha, which is the name of this Parsha, which is talking about the menorah, which is, again, talking about light, and it's talking about light divided up into a unit of six with a seventh, which completely, completely, and remember, the, we said Malchus is feminine, and Shabbos is also feminine. We talk about greeting the Shabbos bride, right? And it all culminates in this wedding, right? The, the, the ear of perfection culminates in this wedding, which is amazing, right? Which That's the Shabbos bride. So that's, that's, that's in the middle, and this is all called Behalosha. Right? That's the name of this parsha. So what I wanted to say was that the Bayes, this letter Bayes of Behalosha, correlates with the Bayes 
of Breshi with the first letter of the Torah. Okay? Now, now listen carefully. In other words, it's hinting the menorah, this description of the menorah, which is in this parsha, that base, which is the chapter heading, right? That base is hinting at the first base of the Torah, which is the first letter of the whole Torah, which is the blueprint of creation, right? So what does that first base of the Torah stand for? Because what are we talking about right now? Not just the base itself, but the dot in the middle of the base. That's what makes it a base, right? So now we're going to get a deeper understanding of what's that dot doing in the middle of the base. So the base itself, base is, means by it. You can pronounce, like, that's the Ashkenazi base, but you can say bait. Bait is how you would pronounce it, you know, maybe more authoritatively, right? So bait and bayit is basically the same world, same word. And bait means house. So in other words, the very first letter of the Torah means, on a different level, house. Because this world is a house that holds us, nature, but also godliness, more to the point. So, so what is the dot in the middle of the base? So that base is Malchus, because this house, this world is a house. This world is a vessel which holds the light of God. And what's the dot in the middle? The dot in the middle are the are the six sphere out, or, or, or all the ninths, or whatever it is, coming down into this world. So you have, like, you have this amazing, you have this amazing blueprint, this amazing vision of the schematic of the world, that this world is basically a vessel holding this pillar of divine light. And that's what the letter bays with the dot in it. The dot is a... A, 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 an overview, an aerial view of the light coming down into this vessel, which is a house, which is Malchus, which is this world holding the light of God. Right? And that's all hinted at by the base of Beloscha, which is talking about the menorah, which is the six and the seven. You know, talking about the six lights coming down into the bottom, into this world. Now, the Noam Elimelech, now listen to this just to finish it up. The Noam Elimelech brings that the, you, you would say, okay, the menorah, it's holy, right? It's holy, but really it's about the lights. It's not so much about the menorah. The menorah is beautiful. It's not so much about the menorah. No, it's about the menorah also. This is, this is surprising, but very interesting and important in terms of this discussion. The menorah was one of those things that Moshe Rabbeinu had to be shown a vision of by God. And the menorah itself, listen to this, had to be shaped from one solid block of gold. It couldn't be sort of like, I'm forming this branch and now I'm soldering it onto the main pillar. It wasn't that. It had to be formed from one solid block of gold. Now, the menorah itself had Kedusha. In other words, physicality also has Kedusha, also has holiness. 
it's not just that there's the lights and that's you know it's sort of like a beautiful nice kind of like ornament which holds the light which is holy no 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 the actual menorah the physicality itself is also holy so in other words now returning back to this idea of tzimtzum of light becoming physicality you see that at play in the menorah itself that you have divine light on top and it's actually being compressed into the menorah itself which is this parallel of the creation of the entire world and it has to be done from one solid block not assembled from different parts because it's all one energy manifesting itself as one revealed physical entity so so this is us also you see you have to allow the light to shine from you and it has to the process has to be very organic because in this way we're like the menorah and it's not about grafting on things that are alien to you onto you it's about it's like you know sculptors you know, can you picture it in your mind? They've got this solid block of stone and they're chipping away and they're finding this masterpiece that exists within the thing. And they're doing it by chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. So that's, that's also the process of becoming a realized person. You know, it's not like you're grabbing things that are not part of you and somehow making them you. Right? It's about revealing the world, revealing yourself. Right? But you can't be afraid to lose this and you can't be afraid to lose that. You know, because what's so interesting about um, if you say to me, like, you show me this giant cube of, um, I don't know, stone, right? And you say, that's you. And then every time someone chips away at it, I say, what are you doing? You're killing me. What are you doing? I need that. I need that. I need that. And the artist says, wait, 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 wait. And then all of a sudden, something beautiful emerges that's hundreds of times, thousands of times, millions of times more beautiful than what had been there before. But it involved, it involved work, and it involved getting rid of this and getting rid of that also. But there was a gaining that was happening through the losing. <laughs> See, life is, life is very rich. <laughs> we don't know. Did I just lose something or did I just get something? Right? Like, that door just closed for me. How do you know what that door led to? That door could have been like, I walk, you know, you ever see it? It's in TV shows where the elevator door opens and then the person falls down the elevator shaft. <laughs> like, who, who says, I know I told you I wanted to go through that door, but who said that was going to be a good thing for me? Right? So we don't know. When are we losing? When are we gaining? It's not so obvious. 
Here you see that, you know, you're chipping away. Hey, that's me. What are you doing to me? Wait, 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 wait. You know? So again, that's the menorah being, being created from a solid block of gold. And that's the process of self-realization as well. And that formation, you know? And then, just like I started with, how each part of the menorah correlated with a different section of the Torah. Right? That's, that's ideally how we end up. That we end up this realized sort of like persona which is a reflection of all the goodness of the world. And that we cast out light. We cast out light. 